Welcome to the Fangirl Report, your weekly dose of theories, rants, and discussion about all things fandom. I'm your host, Katherine Mora. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Fangirl Report. Just to let you know, I had previously recorded this episode and the file just erased, um, like half of the file erased. So I'm not entirely sure what happened there, and I'm a little upset and frustrated about it, but I want to make sure that you guys get a good episode, so just bear with me. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time and everything, and let's get into it. So as you probably guessed from the title of this episode, this is the first non-Marvel segment not segment, episode, the first non-Marvel episode of The Fangirl Report, and we're going to be talking about the best moments in Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to come out a couple of weeks ago, and unfortunately, because of the pandemic and then quarantine, the movie has been pushed back. So for anyone who, like myself, is very sad and upset that we don't get to see Wonder Woman 1984 yet and has just been watching the trailer over and over again, I figured we could go back and revisit the first Wonder Woman movie and just talk about some of the best moments from there. So in no particular order, I'm going to start with No Man's Land. Now I feel like this is probably a lot of people's favorite part of the movie and the fact that the studio considered cutting it because they considered it to be too slow or whatever just kind of blows my mind because it's honestly such a gorgeous piece of film. Like the cinematography, the soundtrack, oh my god, the soundtrack for that scene. I've probably listened to that music on Spotify like over a hundred times. It's just so good. And from the moment Diana starts climbing the ladder to go into no man's land to the point where, you know, she launches into the air and destroys the clock tower, you really see her confidence building. Like, she's been trained pretty much all her life. She knows what she's doing. But there's still a difference between training and real life experience. And... The more she fights, the more that she sees that she's winning, you can really see like the Amazon warrior coming out in Diana, which I think is just, it was just awesome to see. Another really awesome moment is the beach battle. So just seeing all those women fighting and there was a lot of, you know, original stunts that happened in that film as well. It was just so great to see. It was Honestly, the beach battle in Wonder Woman is like light years better than the Amazon fight in the Justice League movie. And I'm not going to go into the whole discussion about, you know, a male directing the Amazon fight sequences versus a female directing the Amazon fight sequences, but there is a difference there. You can see it in the end product. But in Wonder Woman, I mean, the Amazons just destroyed the Germans. Like, their armor looked fantastic. Their movements were amazing. Like I said before, the choreography was awesome. And while there were Amazons who died in that battle, you know, they still win. And it just, it's funny to me when Steve asks Diana, they have guns, right? And it shows that no, they don't need guns because they're skilled, talented, and I keep using this word awesome, but just awesome warriors. 
And there wasn't like anything fancy happening. It wasn't like, you know, daredevil type flips in the air and all that. Like there was obviously slow-mo moments where they do these graceful moves. But for the most part, the fighting was just, you know, fighting. Nothing too fancy, nothing too special. They're working together and that's how they that's how they win. I will say one issue I have with the beach battle is, you know, the huge German ship that was sailing right towards them and it kind of just disappears, like it doesn't become an issue. That's my only problem with the beach battle, but we can forgive that. Another really great moment, uh, the third one I think on my list, again in no particular order, but it's the shopping scene. So Diana's still very much, you know, fish out of water at this point in the film, and her reaction to, you know, London fashion is funny, it's adorable, it's so innocent, like, she doesn't really understand, you know, the cultural norms, why would she? Because, you know, that's not her, it's not her world, but there's just, like, an, a, a hilarious but yet innocent quality to it, and I just love her with Etta Candy. I, I'm sad those two didn't have more screen time together because, like, you can tell Etta adores Diana, like, right off the bat, even though Diana's really frustrating her in this whole shopping sequence. And I really think more screen time with those two would have only helped the movie. But I'm grateful for what we got. The fourth moment I have here is Steve's sacrifice. Now, I'm not entirely sure how Steve comes back or is present in the 1984 film. I've, I've heard some rumors, but I haven't looked too much into it. But his sacrifice in Wonder Woman, there's just something, you know, it's sad because we, we got to like Steve and we saw his relationship with Diana develop. And, you know, of course, the soundtrack, also gorgeous in this moment. But when it focuses on Steve right before the explosion, you can see kind of the, in his eyes, he's going through, I don't want to say the stages of grief, but kind of there's a regret. I believe that he's not going to be able to live a full life, particularly with Diana, but there's also kind of acceptance, like he's happy he got what he did with Diana and he knows that by doing this, he's going to help save the world and let Diana do what she's meant to do. Although I guess save the world isn't really the right word choice for him, because um, he even says, I can save today, you can save the world, you being Diana. But you know what I mean, he, he understands that the sacrifice needs to happen so that Diana can go ahead and save the world. But then also Diana's reaction to his sacrifice. We see in the movie that Diana doesn't really know how to, ex like she hasn't really experienced loss. When, you know, the first Amazon dies in the beach battle, the one who gets shot while swinging down the cliffside, Diana's almost confused. And then when Antiope dies, you know, there's a lot going on that kind of distracts her from any grief she would feel, but you can tell she's heartbroken. She doesn't, she she regrets that this happened to her. And so with this death, with Steve dying and literally her 
her power explodes. And it's it's just a really powerful moment where somebody that she loved died. Somebody that she saw a future with. Basically just, not that she knew it at the time, but sacrificed themselves for her. And you can just feel her pain, like, in her scream and with the swell of the soundtrack, how the music, you know, get intensifies and everything. She's hurting, and the director, Patty Jenkins, found a way to make us hurt with her. And I think that just made the scene that much more powerful. And the fifth moment, the final best moment that I've picked, is her, Diana's, Final confrontation with Aries, um, the I believe in love moment. You know, she's furious. She's heartbroken. And Aries is trying to play on those emotions to try to manipulate her. And her, her love for Steve breaks through. And she realizes, you know, yeah, maybe there are some bad humans. Maybe humanity does have issues. And, you know, boy, do we ever but she understands that the actions of a human who can love which is what steve did you know he loved her which is why he sacrificed himself if humanity can love then they're worth saving they're worth fighting for you know love makes people selfless when you love someone you act in a way that's not necessarily beneficial to you, but beneficial for the person that you love. Whereas somebody who's full of hate just does everything for themselves, you know, screw everybody else. And Diana understands that that's not the way to move forward. You know, Diana understands that hate leads to conflict, leads to war. And if she acts in that manner, Steve's sacrifice which was done in love, would have been for nothing. And again, like so many of the other moments that I've mentioned, the soundtrack was phenomenal, the graphics were incredible, and overall, I just think Wonder Woman is just a spectacular movie. It really differentiate, differentiate, yeah, I can't speak, differentiates itself from the rest of the DC Extended Universe. And while I have all the confidence in the world in Patty Jenkins now, I can't remember if it was her or Gal Gadot who said that Wonder Woman 1984 was going to be a soft reboot. Not sure what exactly that's going to mean, but I hope regardless that this sequel holds the same, you know, passion and magic that the first Wonder Woman movie holds. You know, it really emphasizes the idea that, you know, sometimes people are good and sometimes people are bad, but humanity is still worth fighting for. It's still worth saving. And on that note, thank you all very much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Bye, guys.